Psalm 73, verses 12 through 14. This is what the wicked are like. Always carefree, they increase in wealth. Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure. In vain have I washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been plagued. I have been punished every morning. Psalm 73 is one of those passages in scripture that I am, I basically have like a lifelong fascination with. I have studied it extensively and I absolutely love it. I think it, I honestly think a book needs to be written on it, Eric. I I would love to, if I get a sabbatical someday, this is what I'm going to write on Psalm 73. There's this hinge verse in the middle of Psalm 73 where Asaph, the one who's writing the Psalm, he says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, until I went into the sanctuary. So everything that happens before that verse and after that verse are different because he has this transformational experience in the sanctuary. And it's a psalm about perspective, how he views other people, how he views himself, and how he views God. And all three of the perspectives on those people totally change. And in the first half of the psalm, this is still the first half. This is verses 12 through 14. And look how he's viewing the basically wealthy people. He's really he says in the introduction of the psalm that he's very upset that wealthy that that a wicked people are prospering. How can wicked people prosper? And look what he says here: always carefree, they increase in wealth, or as it says in the ESV, always at ease, they increase in riches. And he's basically looking at his Instagram feed. And he's looking at his friends who all they do is go on vacation. They're always at ease, yet they're getting wealthier. Why don't why don't they have to work like the rest of us? You know, and then look what he says. So that's his view. He's a very cynical view of wealthy people. The very next line he says, Surely in vain have I kept my heart pure, and in vain have I washed my hands in innocence. He's like, Look at me working so hard at staying righteous. And I'm not getting wealthy like they are. So he has this very, very self-righteous view of himself. And then he goes on from there to describe his view of God. He basically says, God is ignorant. God doesn't know. God can't see. God must be stupid, basically. And then he goes into the sanctuary and he gets a whole new view of those people he was despising, a whole new view of himself, and a whole new view of God, which is one of the most beautiful descriptions of God in all of scripture. I encourage our listeners, go read Psalm 73, beginning to end. Keep in mind that hinge verse, verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God. And let let Psalm 73 examine our view of others, ourselves, and of God. So I think we should read it, actually. Oh. Do you have it? Sure, I I can pull it up. I just called it up. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to read it? Or you want me to? Yeah, I'll just uh, I'll just read it until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end, and then it goes on. Truly, mm-hmm. you set them in slippery places; you make them fall to ruin. How how they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when one awakes. O Lord, when you arouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was uh, pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast towards you. You want to um, read more? So the, if you're going to pause right there, he, he, he's got a new view of others, new view of himself. His view of others, all those people who were, he says in the first half, they were strutting through the earth with arrogance, Right. And now look, they're actually on slippery places. They're pretty weak. If you think about these wicked people who are who are rich, 
um, they're actually, they need help, right? And then he believes his own self, whereas he was so self-righteous before washing his hands in innocence. He's like, you know what? I was being brutish and ignorant. My, my heart was pricked, you know, with envy. I was embittered. So he realizes his own sinfulness. And then from there, Eric, you want to go ahead and read 23 to the end because, um, or 23 to 26, it's got this new view of who God is. Nevertheless, I am con- continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterwards, you will receive me to glory. Whom I have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to every everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. That's so good. This line, there's nothing on earth I desire besides you. He, he began the psalm by saying he was envious of the wicked who prospered. So he's looking at their stuff and he wants it. And now he realizes, oh my goodness. There's nothing on earth I desire more than the precious treasure of who God is. But uh, I just want to go to that last verse because I think Mm -hmm. it's maybe the most important verse of the entire Mm -hmm. psalm. Uh, But for me, it is good to be near God. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, I mean, that's... I can... I think both of us can say it is amazing to be near god uh you've been invited into this feast so to speak i have made the lord god my refuge that and 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 i would put in yeah it says that that i may tell of all your works and that's uh, we've talked about this before Mm -hmm. um in in these various discussions we've had uh god has a mission that's right whoever you are me, you, Nathan, all of us. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly what it looks like, do we? But we know we're called to that. And I think that's when life becomes an experience that has a wholeness to it. We're not fragments anymore. We're not uh, being drawn in this direction and that direction. We're being drawn finally in one direction. And it's a direction coming from God. And we're either ambassadors or we're uh, workers for Christ in the fields of glory, whatever it is, uh, we have found our home in God and God is found his home in our hearts. Hmm. And he gives us a, a mission in this world in response to basically what Asaph discovered in the sanctuary, which is the truth of his grace and his love.